Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Greetings, humans. You have entered the command zone, your destination for all aspects of Elder Dragon Highlander. Enjoy your stay. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Command Zone Podcast. I am one of your hosts, DJ, and I'm joined today by... Craig Blanchett. Hello, Craig. Thank you so much for joining me. Yeah, thrilled to be here. You have joined me to do an upgrade guide for Aura of Courage. It is the newest commander pre-constructed deck. It is Bant. It is aggressive and auras and equipment and full of courage. It is legit. I and am, also set in the D&D universe, which I am a fan of. So. Ooh, very nice. Okay, the rules of this are 10 cards in, 10 cards out, only $30. We're going to break down this whole deck and how you how, tell you how you can get to playing it. But before we do, let's thank some of our sponsors. Yeah, let's start right. off with Card Kingdom. They are spectacular. Look, we know you're going to buy magic cards because there's no way you can look at all of this content and think it's okay. I don't need any more magic cards because you do. Well, they're, they're an upgrade guide. We're telling you what to buy. Exactly. So it's, it's pretty obvious you're going to be ordering some of these cards. That's right. Order the pre-constructed decks, order some cards, use our affiliate link, uh, cardkingdom.com slash command zone to help us out. Yeah, dope place. And also to protect those cards, you're going to be ordering some new cards that you're going to want to protect. Protect that stuff with Ultra Pro. We've been using Ultra Pro for years now. Their new Ultra Gloss sleeves are incredible. Uh, their Eclipse line, all of their deck boxes, just uh, great ways to protect all of your game pieces. And then, of course, there's another way to support the Command Zone, and that's directly through Patreon. We love our patrons so much. You can talk to us on Discord. You can see content early. Uh, but... One of the perks is that we call out one lucky patron on every episode, and this episode is dedicated to Kurt, Kurt McClure. Kurt, you rock. You do rock. You may have heard of Kurt from such films as... Do you, have you never seen the Troy McClure thing? I have thing? seen yeah, Troy McClure, okay. yes. Kurt McClure. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about this pre-constructed deck because it is so fun to get brand new commander decks with, with just new things put together. So our goal here today is to break this down, to find out what commanders are in it, what new legendaries that we can have, find out what the value of it is, the reprint value, because these things are always chuck full of value. So we're going to break that down. We're going to find out what the stats and the strategy of this deck. And then finally, we're going to upgrade it. 
Because you know what? These are fun to play right out of the box, but a lot of you are going to want to play it against your your friends with their existing commander decks. So you got to find a quick and easy way to pump up the power level to get it so that you can play against the commander tables out there. And, and so they're going to tell you how to do that. Absolutely. And the nice thing is they've made these commander decks so much better over the past couple of years. You know, you'll see as we start to go through some of the stats that, you know, they've really put a lot of thought into these and uh, it really doesn't take much to take these pre-cons to the next level now, which is awesome. And you're going to guide us through it. Yes. Yes, I am. <laughs> All right. Well, why don't you share with us the first commander, the face commander of this deck? All right, so we have Galea, Kindler of Hope. She is a 4-4 elf knight legendary creature for one green, white, and blue. She has vigilance and says, you may look at the top card of your library at any time. Very cool, always relevant. You may cast aura and equipment spells from the top of your library. Okay, so kind of pseudo card draw there, which is awesome. When you cast an equipment spell this way, it gains when you when this equipment enters the battlefield, attach it to target creature you control. So it's kind of like that uh, that aura that uh, Sigarda's A helps you attach equipments. Attached to a creature, which is in your command zone, which is pretty nuts. Okay, so cheating uh, the equip costs, like cheating mana, that's a good thing, right? It seems to be a good thing okay. from my experience, yes. Uh, and then casting off the top. Like pseudo that's, card draw that's pseudo card draw that's yeah. also a good thing too pretty good okay so we're getting a, like the hints of what this deck is about auras equipment and then you have the way to cheat equip costs and cheat them into play which is very cool we haven't really seen this in a in a commander yet which is uh exciting good colors too yeah in band yeah. colors too like the voltron really does well in band we've seen a, a little bit of this from like rafiq and some other uh band commanders in the past but i think this one's going to be unique and uh and very fun to kind of build and play. yeah i can see ways of manipulating the top of your deck like enlightened tutor literally puts an artifact or an enchantment on top of your library seems pretty good you can like put into play like there are things in green and blue that just literally manipulate the top of your deck like yep. oracle Moldia lets you play lands off the top you know soothsaying I yeah mean, like yeah. i mean there's there's this is known strategies that let you play with the top of your deck and there are known strategies that help you sort of set everything up Absolutely. Uh, and we know that equipment and aura strategies are really popular yeah and you know and they've printed a lot of uh, equipment uh recently reprinted a lot of the the best equipment uh in the past kind of year with a lot of the sets and uh so they've really been ramping up to something like this where you kind of get to cheat some of those costs. awesome well i'm excited about the face commander of this but it's not the only commander that we have in this deck we have sort of a backup commander why don't you introduce us to all right storvald frost giant jarl it's four green, white, blue for a legendary creature giant, seven, seven. It has ward three and it gives other creatures you control ward three. It also says whenever Storvald enters the battlefield or attacks, choose one or both. Target creature has base toughness uh, seven, seven until end of turn and target creature has base power and toughness one, one until end of turn. So, very interesting, you know, for someone like me, I immediately thought of Infect for something like this, because, you know, if you go heavy in the, into the Bant Infect, first of all, there's good creatures. Second of all, to be able to give, you know, make them seven sevens and then reduce your opponent's blockers to one ones. It kind of sets the power dynamic up a little bit. That, well, definitely uh, uh, definitely an attacking general, right? Like you definitely, I, like you're going to be attacking if you're making things seven sevens. Absolutely. Right. Okay. Um, 
a little bit hard to come down. Like a lot of times infect needs to be like, you know, you want to get on the board early and be aggressive, right? You don't want blockers in the way or people interacting with your stuff. You want to be fast with infect. And, uh, you know, this definitely, you know, at seven CMC seven, is, a, is a little bit, is a little bit high for something like that, but you can build around that, you know, enough ramp and enough, uh, you know, good creatures to kind of lay the base. You, you should be able to build something like that. Do you know what I get excited about when I see raising the base power and toughness of something is actually like uh, plus one, plus one counter synergies or hydras because hydras are zero zeros with a bunch of plus one, plus one counters on. And so then, you know, when you're making it a seven, seven, you're giving it plus seven, plus seven, you're giving which is it a way better than like, you know, just making a four, four, seven, seven. Absolutely. You're basically giving it righteousness every time. Good throw. Yeah, yeah. throw back That's your right. righteousness. I played since 94. Which is a blocking creature, I believe, right? <laughs> it is, yeah. <laughs> so, all right. <laughs> I love it. Uh, okay, so definitely kind of maybe doesn't have anything to do with ores or equipments, but definitely synergizes with buffing things, like buffing power and toughness, making your attacks a little bit easier by, by nerfing your opponent's creatures. Okay, absolutely. I can see that. There's one more legendary creature in this deck, new legendary creature, uh, but it cannot easily be the commander of this pre-constructed deck because it is only two colors. It's just green and a white, and you'd have to cut all the blue cards out, which is way too much. So we will not be considering this for running the pre-constructed upgrade guide, but it's good to talk about anyways. Yeah. Introduce us to the next one. Caddy Bree of Mithril Hall. She is a 2-2 legendary creature human archer for a green and a white. She has first strike and reach, and whenever Caddy Bree of Mithril Hall attacks, put a plus one plus one counter on it for each equipment attached to it. You can pay one and remove all the plus one plus one counters from Caddy Bree, and it says it deals X damage to target attacking or blocking creature in opponent controls where X is the number of counters removed this way. So kind of similar to like uh, Idrana, and then there's the, the white black guy from the original commander like set. Karlov? Similar. Can kill things with plus one plus one counters? Yeah. There's actually a lot of there's there. There are a lot. You're right. It's a very Orzov thing. So and but now in white green seems uh, you got to get you got to get equipment on this. OK, so you get equipment on it and then you attack and then you get the plus one plus one counters and then you can remove them. I think that the thing I want to do is either get a lot of equipment onto her really cheaply so that she gets pumped up like crazy with a bunch of plus one plus one counters. Sure. Or um, how about if I just give her death touch because she's got first strike. And uh, I can remove a counter and have her deal one damage death touchy. Seems legit. Especially with uh, the Basilisk Collar, which is in the deck. So <gasps> there we go. We okay. broke the game. There All we right. go. We got I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Very cool. Seems like it, it belongs in this deck because it needs equipment. You know what I mean? And uh, we have the, the combo in here. Um, but can't lead the deck, you know? Yep. So um, so now we're getting into a little bit more detail about what the deck does. We have some ideas from our commanders. It's going to be ores. It's going to be equipment. It's going to be about attacking, nerfing your opponent's creatures, buffing your own. But let's talk about some of these... Dish, 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 dish. Stats, stats, stats. All right. Let's talk about the most basic stats. Things like ramp. How many ramp spells do we got in this deck? Nine ramp spells in this deck. Ooh, yeah. that's nice. That's right in that sweet spot that we recommend for commander decks. Uh, how about card draw? Card draw, there is also nine. Okay. Seems good. How about single target removal? Single target removal is also nine. There seems to be a theme here, DJ. <laughs> but what I think the theme is, is that actually it seems well balanced. It does like, seem really well balanced. Like things are good. Well, how many board wipes are there? 
Three, very well balanced. Also very well balanced. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that sounds really good. Like just, and actually we don't have a lot of things to say about the the different categories because honestly, like they're good examples of ramp and card draw. Like some of them might be a little bit commander clunky or something like that, but there are just good versions of it. In Absolutely. Here. And the, the board wipes too, you know, three is a good starting number. Um, but in d- meta dependent, you know, that's where you kind of determine whether to go up or down from there. Got right. it. Okay. So just really well-rounded stats, but let's talk about the ones that are specific to this deck. We know that there's going to be a bunch of auras and equipments in here. Uh, how many equipment matters cards are there in this deck? There are 20 equipment matters Ooh, decks. That's a lot. Okay. How about, uh, aura matters? There are 14 of those. Okay. So um, we know which direction the deck is going. A little a little bit for equipment. <laughs> By the way, there is some overlap. It's not like there are 34 cards that okay, are, that are all enough, together. So enough, there, yeah. there are some that care about auras and equipments, yep. and they count for both categories. Okay. Um, but yeah, it sounds like this is an aura and equipment deck. Like, Seems pretty straightforward to me. Uh, so things that synergize with auras and equipments are going to be good in this deck. That's right. But Craig... You broke this thing down. You ran it through its paces. Uh, you found that even though it seems really well balanced in a lot of areas, there's one area that it's a little bit short on. Yeah, I was surprised to find out there were only 16 creatures in this deck. 16 is really low, especially for a format like Commander, where you need a blocker up most of the time. And I think that with with a deck like this, like you might be able to get away with 16 creatures, but they would have to be like really tuned to these exact 16 creatures. Right. It feels like if you just have a commander deck where you have some creatures that are like, yeah, this creature's fine. Like that doesn't cut it when you have just this many because equipment and auras do nothing if you don't have a target for them. Right. Absolutely. Or if somebody's going wide and you need to defend, you know, mm. Okay, so we noticed the creature count is a little bit low, so that's something that we might need to just keep an eye on, especially if we're upgrading. Maybe up the creature count, maybe make sure not to cut so many creatures uh, while we're doing it. Uh, And then, of course, we know that our commander deals with auras, it deals with enchantments. Uh, It also has you playing off the top of your deck, so is there any top deck manipulation in this deck? There is a little bit of top deck manipulation in this deck. You know, there's Brainstorm, uh, a few other cards, but, you know, not the heavy hitters like uh, Top or like Soothsaying or, uh, you <laughs> know. Soothsaying. Or you Sylvan Library. Soothsaying's oh, yeah, great, man. Soothsaying's awesome. <laughs> You're comparing Sensei's Dividing Top <laughs> and Sylvan Library and then throwing Soothsaying in the same conversation. <laughs> but I, you're right. But I you're play right. it in the same decks. I'm <laughs> just saying. <laughs> um Listen, there. if you want more top deck manipulation, there are other things that you can put in there. Um, I don't think that we're going crazy on top deck manipulation right now. Right. Um, and then even small upgrades like the Scrylands. The Scrylands are not in here. I'm not going to complain about the lands because actually the lands are great reprints in here. Scrylands are not very expensive. Yep. Uh, but we're not touching the mana base for our upgrades. So that's just something, just free advice right there. Scrylands. You know, could help you play an artifact or uh, an equipment or an aura off the top of your deck. Absolutely. Um, Okay. So the stats have given us a clue. Really well-balanced deck, maybe a little bit light on creatures, loves auras and equipment. Great job. But there's some other stats. The deck's value. Let's talk about the value of this deck. Remember, this only takes into account the value of the reprints, 56 of them. It does not take into account the new cards because this is before the deck is released. You know, there are no new cards and prices for them right now. Uh, And one thing that's good is that we've done the same thing, the same process for all of the pre-constructed decks. So this is a comparable data point. It is just doing reprints at the time of recording. And the total reprint value at time of recording, Craig, 
Reveal it for us. $138.65, DJ. Whoa. Okay. It's insane. <laughs> this to, deck. To put that into perspective, um, the Strixhaven reprint average was $88. Yeah. Um, the We've actually done this same thing for years. And so over the past three years, the average reprint value for a pre-constructed deck is $87. Which is also great for Which $35. Is yeah, that's great. what you expect. Yeah, $35, right? $40. Yeah. It's just like, it's great. But then this one comes in at $138. You're just like, what? $50 more than the others. $50 more than the average. You could buy a second pre-constructed deck for less <laughs> than what you save. That's how money works, oh right? Oh my that's, God. That's, <laughs> you, have that's, to, that's, you have to spend everything that you save, right? Works. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So clearly it's just like a rate value let's find out where the value is you yep. know is it all in one card is it a bunch of two dollar cards or one dollar cards like you know let's figure it out yep so looking at the reprints there are 22 cards worth more than two dollars we're gonna read them all off for you there are seven cards over five dollars to put that into perspective strixhaven had only three cards over five dollars per deck yeah this, so this is, is the more most, than double yeah this is the more this is the most over five dollar cards we've ever seen amazing i believe it's it's spectacular. Yeah. Okay. So let's go through the notable reprints. Take us through the the cards that are in the teens. Yeah. So heroic intervention was fifteen dollars. Awesome, awesome card. Protects your board. You know this uh, this set has uh, brand new art, which looks awesome. Oh, and man. just you know when you're going with for a strategy like this, where you're kind of uh, trying to build up a board state, heroic intervention really is invaluable when you really need it. It's an instant for one green and one that uh, basically protects your board, gives everything indestructible, indestructible and, hex and hexproof. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Can't beat that. Okay, um, sort of the animus coming in at fifteen dollars. This is an equipment deck. You know, having a great equipment that helps you ramp is going to be really good. Um, and then I think the next one actually is just a solid inclusion, Utopia Sprawl. Yeah, incredible ramp on that's an aura for a, for a land. Just, you know, one CMC. One green to ramp you. Like we talk about how important two mana ramp is to get these two mana ramp spells to be able to get you into the mid game. One mana ramp is just great. And this card was $14. Yeah. Like, and for good reason for an uncommon or a common too, right? Like, it's crazy. yeah, it's nuts. Um, next we have pure steel paladin coming in at $13. Yep. If you're having an equipment deck, great you want to draw cards, right? Yep. Great way to cheat. Awesome. Uh, what do we have next? Uh, we got nature's lore for six fifty. Great card, you know, needed a reprint. Uh, we've got some new art on this one. It's uh, hasn't been reprinted in a while, except for the uh, except for that secret lair. Oh, but yeah. search your library for a forest, any forest, put it into play. So if you're fortunate enough to have dual lands or shocks, you can search for that, or you just go for a basic forest. Um, overall, great card though. Two mana ramp is great. Imprisoned yep. in the moon was five dollars. Yeah, uh, this is aura based removal, and we can play auras off the top of our library, so that seems good. Very good. Um, also, one of Blue's best removal spells because it turns it into a land, which you know takes away anything that you know target non-land permanent takes all of that away so uh and then also can can strand commanders useless on the battlefield absolutely which is always good yep. uh we also have greater good this yep. is a heavy hitter right that is a heavy hitter five dollars you know. and being reprinted it's going to bring the price down for sure greater good can have you drawing a ton of cards Oh, especially with, you know, if you get a, an equipment uh, or a creature that's equipped heavily, you know, and somebody else tries to steal it, you sack it to greater good. You know, you get a two for one there where you draw a bunch of cards and prevent them from getting the creature. Greater good is very, very, uh, it just 
underplayed. It's greater than good. It's, <laughs> it's awesome. It is. It also builds up your graveyard, which is good in some strategies. Yeah. Um, we have the aforementioned Basilisk Caller coming in at 450. Yes. Equip it to Bree over here and then go crazy. Yep. Uh, Argentum Armor, which is a one of those big, beefy pieces of equipment. It was coming in at $3. Uh, Canopy Vista coming in at $3. Uh, Fortified Village at $3. Port Town at $3. We have three lands at $3 all getting reprinted, so we're basically uh, making sure that our budget mana bases are actually budget because you know these are not high like these are not lands that should be three dollars hopefully everyone can include these lands in all of their decks they're dropped down to like a dollar and we can have really comprehensive budget mana and the, bases. the great thing about these lands is they're conditional come in tapped so a lot of times you can actually have them come in untapped you know with stuff like this so you know the canopy vista there's a lot of basic lands in here so high likelihood that comes in untapped same with the fortified village in the port town you know a lot of basic lands in here so reveal one from your hand and now you're starting off especially in the beginning you want those dual lands so being able to kind of get a dual land out first and kind of reveal one of those uh one of those basics it's just a lot better than a lot of the ramp uh, or a lot of the lands that they've given us in some of the past pre-cons sounds good uh we got master work of ingenuity coming in at 275 if you got extra equipment Hey, you got an extra one. Why not? Uh, Somebody else is playing a swords. Copy oh yeah, that. I know, right? Yep. That's always the best. Yep. Someone else has an expensive card and yep. you're like, yes, please. And I'll thank have you. one of those, please. Uh, soul ring classic two fifty. serum yep. visions, a little draw spell cantrip at two fifty. Knight of autumn, uh, two twenty five. Look, you know, gain some life, make a big creature. Uh, it's destroy just great. An, uh, an artifact or enchantment. Great versatility. You know, three options on one creature for three, three CMC. It's uh, underplayed. Can't go wrong. Yep. Arcane signet at $2. Uh, but here's the one that I'm really excited about. Colossus Hammer at $2. Especially with this commander's ability. That's going to be insane. Cheat it directly onto something. Oh my gosh. That's I love awesome. Colossus Hammer. A Swiftfoot Boots coming in at $2. Yeah. You know, that's a great reprint. SRAM Senior Edificer drawing yep. cards. Good card Working draw. with the, the synergy right here. Yep. Uh, Verdant Embrace. You know, I didn't know that was $2, but it is just a powerful uh, aura. One of my favorite cards in Magic, honestly. You know, it, it, gives, Whoa, a buff. Okay. it, it gives a buff to a creature right but then it has the text of giving you a one one every turn so it's like a tender shoot dryad but on like a verdant creature. verdant force yeah exactly like right. the original verdant embrace you exactly. know making it that yeah, yeah. very cool um seaside citadel coming in at two bucks so yep. rounding out that mana base uh that was a huge list 22 cards and that's why this deck is worth 138 dollars yeah makes a lot of sense i mean there is there's so much good in here, you know, like the Sword of the Animist, you know, I feel like I'm going to be grabbing a couple Heroic of these Heroic Intervention, boxes. right? Heroic Intervention, yeah, absolutely, especially with this art. This art is like, makes it worth buying, for me, multiples of this, because I do need sort of uh, the Animist for some of my decks. The the Heroic Intervention art is awesome, and just a lot of these other staples, you know, like Utopia Sprawl, like you said. Yeah, It's sure. just, you're going to use a lot of these cards in other decks. So. Oh, phenomenal reprints. Great, great stuff here, Wizards. Okay, so so we've talked about the commanders. We've talked about sort of the stats, finding out that this deck is really uh, an aura and equipment base. We even talked about some of the reprints. So we know some of the sort of high value cards you might want to keep in this deck. Who is going to be the commander? The one that synergizes with auras and equipments and lets you cheat them into play or the one that makes things seven sevens? I think it's going to be the auras and equipments one. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. 
<laughs> I mean, if you're doing like a whole rebuild, maybe Storvald, but with with what we're going for, and even if you know, even if you just have opened a bunch of packs, uh, Galea is she's legit. She's legit. Yeah, I think that like you, we already looked at like Colossus Hammer and um, Argentum Armor as two things that like if you can play that off the top of an immediately equips, like it's crazy, right? It's yeah. just so good. You, uh, if your commander's out, you have at least her to equip it to. So, you know, and then with all the other creatures that we're going to mention, it's, you know, kind of a no brainer. All right. So we know who our commander is. We didn't need any brain to do it. That's fine. But <laughs> let's talk about sort of the best cards in the deck. What are the cards that are sort of signposts that let us know that this is the commander? This is what we're looking for uh, in this deck. This is what we want to play. Yeah, so first we have Mantle of the Ancients. It's uh, Enchantment Aura for three and two white. It says, let me do this here. Ha ha. It says, when Mantle of the Ancients enters the battlefield, return any number of target aura and or equipment cards from your graveyard to the battlefield attached to Enchanted Creature. Enchanted Creature gets plus one, plus one for each aura and equipment attached to it. So this is nuts in this deck because you can play it off the top of your library because it's an aura. Oh, cool. Okay. And for late game, you know, a lot of this Bant, it's tough to get a lot of uh, graveyard recursion from Bant, uh, but this allows you to kind of late game, you get one creature out there, say you get this off the top or it's even in your hand. Now you get all of those artifact, those enchantments and those uh and those equipment out of your graveyard onto that Voltron creature. And it's getting plus one, plus one for each of them. Like it's getting it, huge. It just makes a haymaker out of nowhere for five CMC. So I think that one of the things that we want, definitely want to keep in the back of our minds is with these kinds of decks is that they overcommit to the board sometimes. You know, yes. you play a creature and then what, it's not just that creature that's doing something, you are suiting it up. So, you know, you're putting an aura on it, you're putting an equipment on it, you're putting all this stuff on it, you're building up this creature to make this big, chonky thing. Yep. And then a single removal spell or a board wipe suddenly is taking out way more than a single creature. It's actually taking out a lot of cards. Right. And this gives you the ability not just to get a couple back, not just to like retether, you know, a couple things back to your commander, but like really just bring back everything, just getting those equipment back too and auto equipping them. I mean, it's definitely just like a big play that helps you rebuy and get like, well, I don't know, like a five for one, a six for one. Make I mean, your creature attack out of nowhere could bring back a swift foot boots and give it haste. Like, imagine if somebody has been making you mill or, you know, or they've just cast like a, a bane of progress or something like that. So now, oh yeah, like the, normally you're, you've been blown out and like you can't recover. Right. Exactly. And so, and a lot of people know this playing against Voltron decks. So it really is, especially with the meta currently, a very interesting card that really will come out of nowhere, and a lot of people won't see this coming. Awesome. I love it. I love it. All right. Next up, we got another new card uh, that serves kind of a similar purpose. Yeah, this one's pretty sweet. Uh, it's called Robe of Stars. It's uh, artifact equipment for one in a white. It says, equipped creature gets plus zero, plus three, so gives it a big butt. And it says, astral prote projection. One and a white equipped creature phases out and its equip cost is one. So this gets on a creature really easily. It yep. doesn't help with, with attacking. Like it gives toughness boost. Sure. So that's like, you know, a lot of times you want your equipment to like 
be aggressive, you know? But sometimes you want, so it allows you to attack with more, uh, with more confidence. I mean, I have, I have supreme confidence because for one in a white, I can just phase it out at any time. Exactly. Right? So if somebody does play a battle trick and let's say you calc, you know, you calculate their power versus your toughness, you're like, oh my, you know, I've got a big enough butt to withstand this, this block. Then they somehow, you know, pump it up or something like that. Like you're saying, you can use its astral projection to phase that, that creature out which is we haven't really seen an equipment like this before and is very interesting with artifact and equipment or uh, ores and equipment because with the phasing ability, all of that stuff stays attached to that creature. Oh. So when that phases out and phases back in, you're not disassembling your Voltron creature. You're just That's protecting That's cool it. because like if you were to protect it by like ephemerating it, like blanking sure. it out and back, like, oh, I'm going to, you know, blank your single target removal by flickering it in and out. Yep. You lose all your auras. You lose yep. all your all equipment. Clank, 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 clank. Yeah, it yep. all falls off and then your Voltron deck stinks. This actually protects it and makes it so that Gino also phasing out too. It, it dodges board wipes. It doesn't just come out and come back in. Oh, absolutely. Like it stays phased out until it's ready to come back in. And so if someone board wipes, you're like, nope, I'm going to protect my thing. And protects everything attached to it. So let's say you have a sword of war and peace on it, right? And someone's like, I go to destroy your sword of war and peace. Nope. I phase that out. And now phase it out along with the commander. Along with the commander. So now everything's protected. Very, very cool card. This has other levels of protection that I didn't calculate, and I am so stoked about it. Uh, two mana is not a lot to hold up either. No, know? it's not. It's uh, just the fact that it's white makes it a little bit more, uh, you know, narrow as far as what you can put it in. But I think that's good. I think that's a, a smart decision by Wizards. Awesome. Okay. Um, those sound like great, you know, auras and equipment right there. Yep. Um, let's move on to a different kind of enchantment. We already yeah. talked about it once. Yeah, a few of us. So we've talked about greater good already. It's just a great good card. Uh, <laughs> it's an enchantment for two in green green. Says sacrifice a creature, colon. Draw cards equal to the sacrifice creature's power. Then discard three cards. So this card works in a lot of different ways. You know, especially with this kind of Voltron, you're typically making one big creature and trying to get through with that. So, you know, let's say somebody tries to target your creature or something like that or steal it in the worst case scenario. With greater good, you sack your creature to the greater good, draw cards equal to its power, and then you can also fill up your graveyard a little bit. So let's say, you know, you have a few equipment in your hand, you could then use something like Mantle of, of the Ancients to kind of like get it all back. Ooh, so there is a little, a little bit, bit of synergy, synergy. but Ooh. not too, too much. So I have a question. Yeah. We got Greater Good in here. We've already lamented the low creature count. Like, are we activating this a lot? Like, no, but you don't have to. You know, mm -hmm. for 4CMC, you know, you're comparing it to something like... Uh, uh, harmonize or something like yeah, that. Yeah, so I'd want to draw five cards and discard three. I'd be okay with that. Yeah, exactly. You want it to be a five CMC. So, you know, having some of these small creatures and then some of the equipment on them can, can boost them up above five. And there's a couple equipment in here that boost plus six plus six there's a couple that boost plus 10 plus 10 okay okay you know, okay i like, like that I like now that. you're starting to really cook with gas so draw 10 discard three okay well, typically now draw, you have me really typically excited. draw 11 right because it's you're probably sla <laughs> slapping it onto a one one at least okay so yeah i i okay you got 
yeah. I'm liking this a little greater, bit more. Greater now. good is great and good. Okay, I'm 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 a fan. I was a little bit worried when you were talking about the low creature count that we wouldn't be able to use this as much. Sure. But now that you described the situation where I draw eleven cards, I'm excited again. Especially right. late game because you'll probably draw into multiple other creatures if you have only one. Now you can kind of relay your board. Yeah. yeah, you definitely need to make sure that your card draw is in place here because yes. you know you are over committing to the board sometimes with a Voltron strategy. Absolutely. Okay, um, but we also can look to some protection. Uh, heroic intervention, the reprint. We got to call it out in the best card section. It's one green for an instant. Permanence you control gain hexproof and indestructible until end of turn. Protect your stuff. Yes, protect. I mean. It's just great to protect your stuff. And also, I mean, that's kind of what we've been talking about here. You know, we have the get your card back, protect yep. your stuff. We have the phase your stuff out, protect your stuff. We have yep. a sacrifice and regain your card value, protect your stuff. And then we have the protect your stuff. Will protect your yeah. stuff. So like, that seems like that's the theme of this deck a little bit. It's definitely it's the way the, to make your deck better. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Right. You got one more card. Yeah. This one's kind of a, a bonus here. Cold eyed Selkie, just a great reprint, you know, especially with all these equipment and auras that you're going to be casting. Uh, cold eyed Selkie is a one, one for one and uh hybrid Simic Simic for a Merfolk rogue. It has Island walk and says, whenever Cold-Eyed Selkie deals combat damage to a player, you may draw that many cards. So the fact that it is Island Walk already gives it a, a great kind of uh, evasion where you're very likely to play against at least one other player at the table that has... I feel like there's always Island. Uh, yeah. There's I, always a blue depend, player, yeah. right? Like, <laughs> And so, you know, to be able to kind of chip in at them and then any bonus that you give to this creature you're going to draw that many cards you're going to draw at least one but realistically you're probably going to be drawing like three to five every time this hits somebody. i mean you're you're reminding me of the colossal hammer again <laughs> again and i'm imagining I mean, 11 cards. the dream i'm with just this. imagining yeah. <laughs> playing that off the top onto this and then drawing 11 cards Dude, by turn five, you could be, so you get this out, then you get your commander out, then turn five, you cast the Colossal Hammer, or you ramp up and you can cast your commander and the Colossal Hammer the same turn, put that on this, swing for 11 by turn four. That's, oh my God. That's pretty great. That is pretty great. Uh, it's a dream t dream scenario, but... But here's the thing, I think that, that what you're describing, the dream scenario doesn't need to happen. Cold-Eyed Selkie just needs like a Sword of the Animist yeah. or a Basilisk Call or anything on it yeah. to just suddenly have you drawing card after card after card after card. It exactly. seems so solid. Yep. Okay, those are the call-out cards, some of the best ones that we have. We're going to start talking about what cards that you're going to add, what cards you're going to have to take out. But before we do that, let's take a quick break for our mid-roll sponsors. Ooh. See you in a minute. The Angie's List You Know and Trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. 
You can do this when you Angie that. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, welcome back. We are talking about upgrading this deck. There are some rules. You can't just throw in any old card. We want to make sure that you have 10 cards in, 10 cards out, and we're not going to be throwing money at this thing. We want it to be able to start hanging with other commander decks, and so we're keeping the budget right around $30. Craig, what 10 cards have you chosen to boost the power level of this pre-constructed deck? So, especially looking at the list for this deck, you know, it was very clear that it needed a lot more creatures. So, 16 didn't seem like enough. And, you know, there definitely seems to be some creatures that really synergize with this kind of strategy. First one's Armored Sky Hunter. It's three and a white for a 3 3 flyer, Cat Knight. Whenever Armored Sky Hunter attacks, look at the top six cards of your library. You may put an aura or equipment card from among them onto the battlefield. If an equipment is put onto the battlefield this way, you may attach it to target creature you control. Put the rest of those cards on the bottom of your library in a random order. So this is just nuts with this strategy. You know, with with the amount of uh, equipment and auras that you have in this deck, and this can search the top six cards of your library every time, it's like... You're pretty bound to hit, right? Like, I think if we go through the math of, like, almost a quarter of your deck uh, is auras or, or, you know, equipment or something like that. Seems It's a, more closer to a third. It's about 30 cards. Wow. That are, so, you know, your likelihood in six cards is you're likely to hit two of them. Which one am yeah, I going to choose? Yeah, one of the about? two. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if not more, you know, like, you're very likely to hit one, very unlikely to whiff. Even if, you know, even if you do, it's 
four CMC for a three, three flyer, at least it has evasion, you know, but best case scenario, you're now starting to cast stuff for free, equip it for free. Oh, man, it's that so free you're equipped too. Cause your commander already equips for free. Yeah. So like you like that theme of equipping for free. It's no different from ramping. You know, it's no yeah. different from getting a free five, you know, five mana during a turn. Let's wow. say. If you get your colossal hammer equipped. Oh my goodness. It loses evasion though. It must be bad. It loses yeah. flying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not worth we it. Just, Never I mind. just have to keep talking about colossal hammer over and over again. It's like my dream card in this thing. And it's not, we didn't even mention it in the best card scenario. I know it's great. The, the amount of good cards in this deck is, is high. All right. So this seems like a no brainer there. There's just a critical mass of equipment and, uh, auras in here. So getting them onto the battlefield and equipped sounds amazing. Yep. Okay. Next up. Next up is Arden, Intrepid Archaeologist. It's two and a white for a 2-2 core scout. At the beginning of combat on your turn, you may attach any number of our auras and or equipment you control to target permanent or player. So the fact that this, this guy for three CMC can take all of your equipment and auras that are on the battlefield, they don't have to be equipped to anything or... Uh, or attached to anything and swing them all onto one one creature creating this one like massive haymaker it just the again the cheating of the cmc the cheating of the equip cost is like ramp it's like getting free mana during your turn yeah it, it really lets you sort of recalibrate your voltron you know you have auras over here and over there or like they killed the creature and your equipment fell off now you have the ability to sort of say okay i'm rebuilding my voltron from scratch seems right. great uh and armored sky hunter by the way 75 cents ardan is 25 cents so none of these cards so far is like breaking the budget yeah very very reasonable as far as uh cost yeah Next up, got another ne good one. Yeah, next up is Trigon Predator. It's one green and a blue for a 2-3 flying beast. says, whenever Trigon Predator deals combat damage to a player, you may destroy target artifact or enchantment that player controls. So this card used to be kind of a staple back in like 2012, 2013, because there wasn't too much artifact or enchantment removal. And the fact that this was attached to a flyer um really kind of gave a lot of uh you know board control to that simic player uh because you know there's always somebody without a flyer you know there's always somebody with some sort of artifact or enchantment that's becoming a problem and let's say they even do have a flyer there's enough ways to give either enough power and toughness to this or enough evasion to this to be able to hit those those players and start kind of dealing with their board a little bit so value when it connects yep. um and a good body to that's already evasive to sort of suit up right sounds great yeah uh and 25 cents very reasonable yes all right next up we've got one of my favorites it's sun titan sun titan is four white white for a six six giant with vigilance whenever sun titan enters the battlefield or attacks you may return target permanent card with mana value three or less from your graveyard to the battlefield yep so i'm assuming that this is another level of sort of recursion sort of this protection element because you play this giant and suddenly it's a built-in two-for-one. You b bring back your cold-eyed Selkie. You bring back your auras that ended up dying there. You bring back your Trigon Predators. And uh, how's the CMC of this deck? Is it hitting a lot of things? 
it i mean the cmc on this deck is very very low so the fact that sun titan's gonna hit a good portion of your card sounds good okay i like that and there's also one more thing about sun titan that's kind of uh you know often side looked but for this with the voltron deck the fact that it has vigilance it means that you can attack with it and still leave up a, a six six blocker which is very important for something like this where you're not really going wide you're more going tall mm. and so you need those blockers sometimes and a six six body is it not something to to look lightly at you yeah, know that's your, something that a lot your of commander times has vigilance too you mentioned that earlier yeah so, exactly so it's interesting because like when i think of voltron i think of like we'll do everything to attack craig you're thinking more long term about how the games actually play out which is like no actually like you become a threat and you don't have the creatures to block if you're constantly needing to attack yes so you're thinking defensively along along with this right um I mean, which leads right into the next card, which is Windborn Muse, uh, three and a white for a two, three flyer spirit. It says creatures, you creatures can't attack you unless their controller pays two for each creature. He, he or she controls that's attacking you. Ghostly prison. Yeah. yeah. But um, attached to a flying creature. I, you already want a creature. You already want something that's flying. Uh, it can attack. And then your opponents can't really profitably attack you with a bunch of creatures back. Exactly. I mean, the fact that it has, you know, evasion, built-in evasion with the flying, and then, again, all of these artifacts and enchantments uh, that are going to buff up this creature and, you know, allow it to swing in. And like you said, then you also have the pillow fort aspect of like a ghostly prison or a propaganda kind of built into it just makes it kind of a no brainer, especially for that CMC. Got it. Okay. So coming in at 75 cents, you are definitely on, on track for this $30 budget. Yeah. We went under $3 so far. (laughs) We have achieved the goal. (laughs) All right. Uh, but next we've got yeah we start to climb up in the price climb a little up in bit. the price a little bit next I mean, one's seven dollar card this card's good halvar god of battle slash sword of the realms uh halvar god of battle is two white white for a four four god uh creatures you control that are enchanted or equipped have double strike seems pretty good in this yeah. deck uh sometimes you're going to be swinging for 20 damage just because of that one line of text Second line of text on Halvar, God of Battle. At the beginning of each combat, you may attach target aura or enchantment attached to target creature you control to target creature you control. So you get to move some stuff around. Yeah, seems a little bit redundant with the with the wording, but as long as you've had as long as you have something that's aura or equipment up, you can shift that to another creature. Okay, so I could see how you would want that. It gives you more flexibility, especially because um, you have really high equip costs in a lot of these things. Right. So shifting things around could be good. It's not cheating something that's unequipped onto something else though. It has to be equipped in order to move it around. That is the one kind of like low side to this card. However, I mean, double strike, double strike. There's a whole other card that we haven't read yet. And, and when it, <laughs> and when it does work, you're again, pseudo ramping or, you know, adding mana to your, to your yeah, pool. Cheating that mana is great. By, by switching that for free. Right. Awesome. There's a sword on the backside too, by the way, we're not even done. Yeah. So the other one, which is also equally as good sword of the realms, one in a white for uh, legendary artifact equipment, equipped creature gets plus two plus zero and has vigilance. Good in this deck. Whenever equipped creature dies, return it to its owner's hand. And the equip cost is one and a white. So okay. see, really good in this deck. You know, you you don't have many creatures. So when they die, they're very valuable. The fact that they would return back to your hand is 
very, very valuable in a deck like this. Yeah, we mentioned about protecting your creatures. This is a little bit of a slower way of protecting them, but it's still protection right there. Um, you want to pump your power. You said you like vigilance. Uh, I also like that even though the god side is what you see, you know, you can still play the sword off the top of your deck with your commander's ability. Yeah, that's cool. I Which didn't is realize weird. Yeah. that. I didn't realize that either until I read the Zendikar Rising release notes <laughs> that said that that's like, you awesome. can play like you can play the other side. You know, you can't cheat Halvar, the creature, sure. onto the battlefield, be like, oh, just I'm casting the swordy part with my, no. But uh, you can play it off the sword part off the top of your library um, with your commander, which is pretty cool. All right, so you've added one, two, three, four, five, six creatures so far. Yep. That's great. Yeah. You're up the creature count before. Um, moving into a new section, you have one more creature to add. Yes. So we're moving into a section that's called Long Live Phyrexia. There's a reason Craig. that I chose this deck. <laughs> and of it's because you did. this deck just goes so well with Infect. Um, you know, I'm doing a little bit of recruiting for Infect right now. You know, do you like perfection? Do you like feeling complete? You should play Blighted Agent. So Blighted Agent is one in a blue for a 1 1 Infect Human Rogue. And it says, Blighted Agent is unblockable. So an unblockable 1-1 one, one with Infect. Simple enough, you know, for one in a blue. But once, Super simple, yeah. But once you start adding in cards like Colossus Hammer or the, the Belt of Strength or whatever. the uh, There's one, there's a, there's a new card, Belt of Strength, that will make it a 10-10. Exactly. So now you're, you've got two cards in the deck that make this thing instantly lethal that you can cheat the equipment cost with your commander. This just seems like a no-brainer. They just reprinted it in the uh, in the Mystery Booster Box uh, uh, store edition. So it comes in foil, which I love. Just uh, <laughs> overall incredible. And for 50 cents, it's, again, like a no-brainer. You know what I mean? Like I mean, yeah, you're probably going to kill someone, right? Like, you're yeah. going to play this. You're, people are going to be like, it's okay, I have time. And then you're going to play Boom. something crazy off the top of your commander, and suddenly you've run out of time. They're dead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. I mean... I guess I guess blighted agent is a thing. This is a whole category, isn't it? This is a whole category. So <laughs> keep going. So keep going. Next, next, <laughs> next, we have grafted exoskeleton. Of course, we do. Another one of my favorite cards. Again, it's an equipment, so you can cheat it out and a attach it to something with this commander. But it's a four CMC equipment that says equipped creature gets plus two plus two and has infect. Now it also has the text. Whenever grafted exoskeleton becomes unattached from a permanent, sacrifice that permanent. That's going to come into play sometimes in this, you know, especially with some of the battle tricks that you're going to be doing. But again, that's why we have things like uh, Sun Titan or uh, the Mantle of the Ancients uh, to be able to get something like this back or the creatures that you that you lost back. Uh, it has equipped two. So, you know, for four CMC, you can get this off the top of your library with your commander pretty easy to switch around at two cmc um i mean it was a pretty big cost to switch around if you have to kill the creature behind it it so you're is not like but the payoff is there you know as long as you have a creature with evasion and infect now they have to choose whether to let's say they do have a flyer and you have you've equipped this to your flyer is their flyer going to live yeah, it's like, going to get the minus one minus one you counters. might you might sacrifice your stupid ground creature to get this on a flying trigon predator you Absolutely. know something like that okay exactly. that makes sense yep okay um we're, we're not done, are we? No, we're definitely not done. Then we've got Corrupted Conscience, 
which is another 50 cent card. Grafted Exoskeleton was 450, by the okay, way. Okay, yeah. So you're definitely uh, costing a little bit with Grafted Exoskeleton. We're creeping into the price a little bit, but I think that card is. You're still is, way underpriced, by the way. Like you're still we're like gonna, below we're, $20. We're going to make up for it. Don't worry. Oh, okay. <laughs> we're almost done. Okay. So next we've got Corrupted Conscience, which is uh, an aura equipment or an aura enchantment for three blue, blue. Ooh, aura matters. I like that. Yeah, right? aura matters. Yeah. Exactly. See the fact that equipment and aura. Auras all right, within yeah, fact. Yeah, yeah. I like that. So this says you control enchanted creature. So already a good card. You know, that's typically what the it's a two for one because you are taking someone's creature and denying them the creature. It's a exactly. removal spell and you get the creature. It's a removal spell. It's a creature spell almost for you. And it says equipped creature has infect or enchanted creature has infect. So you can take just I mean, like anybody's huge flyer, give it to yourself and now it has infect, and now you can start piling things on top of it. It's just like, you have a dragon, I have yeah. a dragon, except for it has infect. It's going to kill you in one turn. Oh my God, you just saying that just makes me want like a fire-breathing dragon, although you can't pump red into this. Whatever, we'll get into that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm dreaming. But by the way, like I am actually a big fan of this card, just yeah. to, to steal something, because a lot of times creatures that are infect, like they're they're made like that specifically weak. They're and made so to you be can fragile. Apply, yeah, they're made right. to be fragile. Yep. They're made to be not very, very powerful, meaning not a lot of power. Right. And when you can get around that by either equipping something to it or stealing something that has no business having infect, it just it takes the power level of that creature and ramps it up like crazy. I really feel like if they were to redesign this card, it would be seven CMC. Wow. Because that's, I mean, you have the experience playing with this. Like it is I, that powerful of a card. Well, so five CMC is already the CMC that they give to stealing another creature. Yeah. Um, control more. magic was, yep. which was four CMC was deemed pretty powerful. And yes. so, they don't usually print it at that cost anymore. Right. So now in like in the recent times and like, you know, the, the modern era, you're looking at a five CMC steal somebody. And sometimes creature. it's conditional too. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Okay. And so to also give it infect, it just really sets this card apart. Okay. All right. One last card. I bet you you've probably figured out what it is. Triumph of the Hordes. So we're going to spend the rest of the budget on this card, but I promise you, I promise you it's worth it. This is half the budget. This is $15 it on is, this but one it's card. it's worth it, DJ. It's going to be, I bet well, you. Well, let's re read it to us and then okay. you, can, you can convince me that it's worth half the budget. Okay. So it's a sorcery for two green green that says until end of turn, creatures you control get plus one, plus one and gain trample and infect. So... This is going to win you more than half of your games, I would predict. Is as soon as, as long as you bold, draw such bold claims. As, Where's as long the data as, for that? I don't know where. Every game that I've played where I've drawn this card, it's it it usually takes out at least one person, if not multiple people. So basically, what you need to do is set up a board state. Any board state. Hopefully, you have multiple creatures, right? So, but I mean, we know that the creature count on this deck is pretty low. What if you just have your commander and a Trigon Predator? You know what I mean? With And the Trigon Predator has a cool aura on it. Sure. So now you have, you're giving both of those creatures plus one, plus one. You're giving the, them evasion in the form of trample. And you'll take out at least one player. The nice thing about like Triumph of the Hordes versus say a Corrupted Conscience Actually, or a Blighted yeah, Agent. Actually, it's a lot of damage now that I'm thinking about it. It is, yeah, yeah. Especially depending on what equipment or aura you have attached to that Trigon Predator. Yeah, you're right. But, you know, something like a Blighted Agent or a Corrupted Conscience, you know, you're kind of projecting to the board that, you know, in one turn, I'm going to be very dangerous. Mm. With Triumph of the Hordes, you're not 
projecting that yet. Your your board state's just your board state, and you can kind of come out of nowhere with a triumph of the hordes, and people aren't ready for it. You know, if they're if they've tapped out to play their board out and they don't have a counter spell or a removal, you know, they're they're in a pretty precarious situation. Whereas, you know, with corrupted conscience or blighted agent, they've got a, a turn to kind of plan that out. With Triumph of the Hordes, they don't. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's a very kind of uh right before they die kind of thing. And now if you're if you do have a wide enough board, like let's say that uh uh, Verdant Embrace put out enough oh, one wow. one. Okay, I, yeah, that makes sense. You know, yeah. so now you've got a wide enough board where you give them all plus one plus one trample infect. You can take out two to three to you know win the game. Yeah, I mean, I I agree with the Verdant Embrace. Like it is crazy insane. Yeah, you know, but there's not a lot of token creation. Not a lot of go wide in this deck. This is very much of a go tall deck. Yes, you know, and I think that Triumph of the Hordes wins games the most when you go wide but it probably kills players really well going tall. And you know what? One card in your deck that kills a player, like that's a card worth playing. Absolutely. Especially for four CMC, because like what you'd compare this card to is like a crater hoof or a Raisin Forerunners. And those are very high CMC, eight CMC to cast, right? And there's there's ways to cheat those out, like with uh, you know natural order or pattern of rebirth. But both of those ways are also dependent on sacrificing a creature to get that effect. And, you know, this gives you all of that, but for four CMC, always no conditions for CMC. You don't lose a creature and you get a very similar effect to like a crater hoof or a Raisin forerunners. Okay. I mean, I mean, I'm sold. I mean, but part of me is like, no, I'm sold. That's a great, I mean, it's, if you kill, here's the thing you've described to me a perfect situation where you can have something on the board and it kills someone. Why wouldn't I play a card that just kills a player? And it's it's not necessarily dependent on having the other three infect uh, cards in here, but with the other three infect cards, it really just makes that so much more effective. Mm. Because yeah, you could get more infected, it, it builds on each other. You could have chipped into somebody with somebody else, and then they're like, ah, I got rid of the grafted exoskeleton, or I killed that you know enchanted infect creature. Uh, okay, I'm safe. I'm safe. If no, we, you're not. If we let you off, no, you're not. If we left you off the chain and like, or the leash, and like, you could do anything you wanted this deck other than ten and ten. <laughs> Loaded up with how many, how many more infect creatures would you add? Uh, I would add like, the ones like with a, evasion. I would do the one with proliferate. You know, I do uh, like three more Drake. or like five more. Ah, I don't know. I'd have to really look. At least three. It'd be at least the flyers. It'd be at least the two white flyers Viral and the blue Drake, flyer. Like that. Yep. The, yeah. Okay. Yep. yep. Okay. 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 I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. (laughs) Sorry. Not sorry. Okay. That is your 10 in 10 out. Look, I'm, I love the creatures that you've included because like, I agree with you. The creature count was low. So upping those creatures was really relevant and all of them interacted really positively with ores and enchantments. Trigon predator is, is just a solid card that needs to be answered and does a lot through attacking. And of course, trademark come in here, give some good infect stuff. And by the way, the infect stuff, it actually works really well because you know, you have the ways to cheat big things onto these creatures. I think this pre-con out of all the pre-cons in the past couple years seems to work the best with that strategy. Okay. 
Uh, I agree. And then one thing to note, by the way, equipment is a really popular strategy. Yeah. You know, uh, you did not have an easy task like trying to upgrade this deck for just $30, just 10 cards. Because if you look at equipment, the average equipment, just the most popular equipments is over $10. Yeah, it's nuts. Like over if you look on EDH Rec, yeah, you just look at all the equipments there. And yeah, some of them are cheap that like have been reprinted in commander decks and other ones are just like, super do expensive like for example the average sort of sort of body and mind feast and famine hearth and home or whatever like that yep. the average price is over 30 dollars. that's the whole that's more than the pre-constructed you know that's basically the price of this whole deck for a lot of these swords yep. and the price of our whole upgrade for one of those swords yeah. so it's really valuable that we do get these budget upgrade guides because you know a lot of people are like oh yeah put a sort of in there do you want like sure sure yeah like <laughs> like eventually if you love this deck and a yeah, man maybe you do and a man of all yeah, yeah. exactly like <laughs> anyone can say put like thirty dollars on there but finding the right auras and the right equipment to go in this deck is really good and really powerful and also reprinting some of these auras and equipment to bring the price down is really relevant too yeah they've really been awesome in reprinting a lot of the staples in the past uh, year and a half or so with like all the sword ofs mask of memory the greaves batter skull you know even black blade reforged in the in the gideon uh box you know yeah, that's pretty cheap now that's a good one yeah too. exactly I'd, I'd put black blade reforged in this deck too. i would awesome. absolutely throw black okay. blade reforged in this yeah. very cool very cool okay so here's the thing just suggesting a bunch of cards that you should put into this deck doesn't make the deck better it just it gives you a problem right, right. <laughs> we need to tell you what cards to take out so that you can actually improve the quality of this deck to make sure that it can hang with your friends at your commander tables so let's talk about what cards we're going to be removing so that we can improve the power of this deck yep. craig what's the first to go the first one, unfortunately, is the other commander, uh, Storvald Frost Giant Jarl. Uh, it's just too high CMC for but what Craig, we're trying to do. you're making Blighted Agent to 7-7. Seven, seven. Awesome, right? <laughs> if that's your strategy, cool. Get a lot more infect creatures and go this strategy. Oh, yeah. But, you know, in what we're trying to do, uh, it just seems a little bit... Uh, almost slow. win more and slow really yeah slow, exactly yeah. like it just doesn't uh do what we're trying to do here in this deck and just too high cmc yeah i mean like your commanders is the most likely thing to be out on the battlefield and activating this gives a plus three plus three for seven mana it doesn't even remove a blocker it just makes it a one one they're probably going to be chumping anyways yeah exactly. i'm not i'm not sold on it i think it's a good cut next would be song of inspiration so this is, you know, a fun card. I do like how, you know, they have a lot of cards in here that make you what roll is it, dice. What does it do? So it's three green green for an instant. It says choose up to two target permanent cards in your graveyard, roll a d20, and add the mana value of those cards. Re if it's between a 1 and a 14, return those cards to your hand. If you roll a 15 plus, return those cards to your hand, and you gain life equal to their co total mana value. So so it's five mana return two cards. You might gain some life. It's a five mana regrowth that may gain you some life. Okay. Yep. Um, we've seen five mana return two things like Wildest Dreams can do it, w return one thing for three or two things for five. Okay. Um, once in Future King... Once I forgot, sure. I should probably know the names of cards before I say uh, these it. are fringe cards that I don't really know. And I feel like there's a reason for that. You know, like this is very cool. You know, in certain decks, I'm sure this is great. The fact that you're rolling dice is very fun and very thematic for the Dungeons and Dragons. But, you know, as far as a power level of this card and, you know, the CMC, 
it, it just doesn't seem to fit with what we're trying let to me, do. Let me compare it to this card, Once okay. in Future. It's an uncommon, so it's cheap from Throne of Eldraine. It's three and a green, so it's one mana less. For an instant, still an instant. Okay. Return target card from your graveyard to your hand. Put up to one other uh, target card from your graveyard uh, on top of your library and exile this. And then you have Adamant. So if you actually invest a lot of green into it, uh, then you actually just return two cards. Okay. So it's four mana, return two cards, but it has a lot of green in this. Semi-conditional, sure. Yeah, other, I mean, wouldn't you rather play pay for four mana rather than five? I would much rather pay four mana over five. Even, you know? if, even if it has a little bit of an extra green requirement? The only way that I would play this is, let's say I have, a, you know, uh, the Witherbloom guy, the Witherbloom dragon or something like that. And, uh, the you know, life gain matters. Right, the life like gain matters. Right, exactly. All right. But Sorry, even dude. then you're like a one in four chance of, of getting that, so... Yeah. Yeah. I like flexible removal. By the way, when you, sorry, return, it's your return is more valuable when you can return it for cheap and then immediately deploy it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, All tutors, whether you're tutoring your graveyard or whether you're tutoring your library, they become more powerful and more relevant the cheaper they are because then it's the faster you can deploy what you're tutoring for. Right. Five CMC. That's such a late game play. Yeah. Which is kind of another reason why we are trying to cut the next card. And it's Realm Cloak Giant, five white, white for a seven, seven giant with vigilance. Uh, but it also has a adventure side to it that's cast off three white, white, destroy all non-giant creatures. So if we were playing the Storvald deck, this may be something that we'd leave in. Storvald's a giant. Exactly. Is your other guy a giant? I forgot. Our other guy is not a giant. Boo. Yeah. All right. So it would be really cool if your commander was a giant and you could just like board wipe everything but it. But your giant count, I think that what you would want is basically you stack up all your stuff on a giant and board wipe and have your giant be fine and have all these ores and equipment on it and you attack it. Exactly. But if the giant count isn't high enough. Yeah. It's kind of a, you know, it's basically just a board wipe, which. Board wipes can be good though, right? They can be, especially if you're, you know, if you're first starting out, like if you're, if this is your first deck maybe you leave this in and take something else out just because you know meta dependent is when you would want uh, a lot more uh, board wipes and things like that just to be able to control the board but at seven cmc in such a kind of late game play as a creature it's not that great at a, yeah. as a creature it's not that great and even as a board wipe five cmc that's conditional that i don't think any other of the cards in this deck meet the giant no uh, i don't think uh, you yeah. added a sun titan yeah, uh, isn't that a titan? Is that a giant? giant. It's giant. Oh, okay. Hey, but well, anyways, <laughs> still not worth running this. Well, time. here's one thing though: is that like sometimes uh, go tall decks uh, do like board wipes because you only have one creature that you've invested a bunch of stuff into, and then everyone else is going wide across the board. So sure, you know, it's it's not as symmetrical where you just kill one thing, all your equipment falls off, yep. you know, and then you kill a bunch of other stuff, and then you can redeploy one more thing, yep. and then suddenly regain all that value again. So I could see how you know this could be a fine card but i i understand i think that's more in an equipment strategy where your auras won't die as well i think it's an easy cut especially if you have the money for like tragic arrogance or something like that oh man tragic arrogance or slash the ranks or something like that like something where tragic arrogance is great because like you can keep the one creature and then kill everything else by the way you say the budget isn't tragic arrogance like super cheap too yeah oh yeah it's not not expensive i I said that kind of facetiously okay yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right good choice good choice um next up i have another one that i i don't know serum visions one blue for sorcery draw card scry two 
doesn't like these little cantrips they smooth out your deck they make sure you don't get mana screwed Craig, they do look it's a great you, card why are you it's a great card ser- okay before everybody crucifies me it's a great card okay <laughs> it's good and it does it smooths out your deck it smooths out your draw you know it's uh it replaces itself allows you to kind of top deck manipulate you know which is something we yeah, were talking about you know put something on top for your commander yeah but kind of it's scry like you know the fact that it's a sorcery you know a lot of decks that play a lot of sorceries and instants have ways to get them back. This is not one of those decks. And so because it's a one-time kind of use and a it marginally... Mm, it does you know, nothing more. It just draws you the card and it doesn't do very much else. It replaces itself. It doesn't really draw you. Yeah, the you're right. It, it replaces, replaces a card. And then scry two, like there are other, there's a sphinx in here that every time it attacks allows you to scry three. Like that's just better because it's repeatable. Um, you know, I mean, you, you're comparing a big flying sphinx to a one mana cantrip. Fair. You, I'll but I have a brainstorm. This way. Brainstorm. Brainstorm's already in, in the, the deck, deck yeah. and stays in the deck. So, like, so basically, you're saying, like, look, if we're looking at cantrips, brainstorm is lets just you better. really set up the top of your deck strictly your better. Yep. This one, like, you have to be lucky and be in the scry two to be able to set up an equipment or it's sorcery two. speed, whereas brainstorm's instant speed. So you have to use, you know, serum visions on your turn, and you need you need uh, permanence in this deck. You need permanence more than you need instants and sorceries. If your sorcery is not drawing you more than just replacing itself, it's I, I feel like it's just not worth it in this deck. I mean, yeah, fair. And honestly, all the other cards that you added in, I'm, I'm, I feel like are better than that. So, right. so I'm, on, I'm on board. Cool. Uh, I am for sure on board for the next one because the next one... <laughs> I passed the test. <laughs> I get, but I get what you mean though. Like, cause here's the thing, like you have the idea of you desperately want to set up your top deck, but you have to be lucky to scry to. It's not like brainstorm where you have access to everything in your card right. and you set up your next card draw. Yeah, totally. You know, you put two back, you put something that you're going to draw for turn and then the equipment you want to cast off the top and then you just get it with your commander. Right. This one, you have to be lucky. It has to already be on the top of your library. Totally. It's like not. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I hate this card. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm glad a, you're getting rid of it i'm not a big fan of this card either you know it's uh, abundant growth it's one green for enchantment aura enchant land it says whenever abundant growth enters the battlefield draw a card okay it replaces itself enchanted land has tap at one mana of any color so on the surface it seems cool right like on the surface you know if you haven't played a lot it's like oh i get to ramp it replaces itself no. how bad is it yeah yeah oh yeah and it's ramp right no it's not it's color fixing this isn't ramp at all yeah did i this is not ramp and so like it, it fills this weird ramp slot and i don't like it i mean here's the thing your commander can play it off the top and then it does replace itself so that's something maybe i even like it a little bit better than serum visions because of that one single sure. case scenario but honestly like at one mana you don't want to just be cantripping and replacing itself you want a ramp yeah absolutely this i mean you're basically like, it comes in on the land that it's already tapped on and then yeah. get out of here yeah we use this on in uh draft on five color decks if you're drafting, if you're drafting and go with a five, five color, color strategy, decks. draft this card. Craig says. All right, yeah. next up, you got a few auras that are a little bit underwhelming, right? Yeah, there seem to be a few. You know, there's they had to load this thing up with uh, auras and and uh, equipment, and the equipment seems to be more valuable in this strategy because mm-hmm. it can be redeployed. You know, even though there are some some uh, ways of redeploying your your auras in this deck, 
you can always redeploy uh, equipment, which is nice. So you decided to cut shielding plaques. Yeah. One and a Simic. It's either green or a blue for this three uh, mana value aura. It enchants a creature when shielding plaques enters the battlefield. Draw a card. Enchanted creature can't be the target of spells or abilities your opponents control. That's it. So it protects it. Yeah. Replaces itself. It's it's a, fine. It's an okay card. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Angelic Gift is one and a white for an enchantment aura. Enchant creature. Angelic Gift enters the battlefield. Draw a card. These replace itself, Craig. Yeah. Great. Awesome. <laughs> enchanted creature has flying. Yeah. It's, I mean, there's better in uh, Griff's boon. Yeah. Um, so it feels like, because here's the thing. You have these cards that do minimal effect but replace themselves. Uh, means that they're slow because you pay mana and then you just keep moving through your deck. But, right. you know, but everything is really slow because just giving your creature flying isn't really worth two mana. You know what I mean? It isn't even worth the card and so it just ends up being really slow. Right. I feel like you've accelerated the pace of your deck by taking out some of these cards that just cantrip and are just enchantments for the sake of being enchantments. Right. Uh, we also have Eel Umbra. One in a blue for a flashy aura. Okay. Enchanted creature gets plus one plus one and has totem armor. That's protection and some pump. It's a combat trick out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, it's just there's better totem armors out, out there. And again, it's just not enough. It doesn't give any sort of evasion. It just pumps the creature. Um, I, this is an automatic takeout. Whereas, you know, Angelic Gift in the right deck, let's say you were going Jarl and you were going with the Infect build, you know, Angelic Gift may work in that. Because now you're giving evasion to one of your infect creatures. But Eel Umbra, just by itself, is uh, uh, probably the worst card in the deck, in my opinion. Oof. Yeah. Tough. It's tough. big words. Yeah. Big, big, <laughs> big words. All right. Next, you have Valorous Stance. Uh, you're taking out a removal spell. One and a white for an instant. Target uh, creature gains indestructible until end of turn. Protection. Destroy target creature with toughness four or greater. Yeah, good card. I mean, it is a removal spell or something that can give it protection until end of turn, but... Uh, it's not an know. aura or an enchantment. Exactly. It's not a permanent, and you're really looking for permanence to to really kind of stay into the late game to be able to take this this deck home. Finally, you have Viridian Longbow. Uh, yep. It's an equipment for one mana. Equipped creature has tap. This creature deals one damage to any target, and it has equip three. So great card equipped with, you know, Basilisk Collar is what we typically see something like this equipped, you know, bow, bow, bow. comboed with. But, uh, you know, in this deck, it's just not consistent enough. The, you know, the equip cost is a little bit high for what its ability is. It's Only not one impressive, damage. Is it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like... And you, do you want this on your Voltron creature? You've built it up. You have all this other stuff on it. And you're just like, pow, one damage. It's like, no. Yeah, it's typically something that you give to uh, to a backup creature. You know, something and that you're And you don't have a lot a of blocker. creatures in the stack. You might now that you've upgraded it. But, but even know. still, you're still light on creatures. And it just... It, this doesn't seem like the right card for the deck. This feels... Feels good. All right. I like your I like your cuts. I think that what it has done is actually sort of accelerated your deck a little bit. You're not playing do nothing cards and using mana on them to then draw more cards. Right. You know, you've actually, you know, accelerated the pace of your deck by having things that impact the board and things that hold equipment and auras better. I think we somewhat increased the mana value of the deck, but with the, you know, just the amount of uh, card draw and everything that you're going to get. And, you know, it's all pretty low mana value stuff that, that we're replacing it with. Um, so I think it should help smooth it out. Well, 
tell us a little bit about how this deck is going to play, you know, with your commander, with all of your upgrades, because we've done some testing on this. You're going to be able to see a future extra turns where we play these upgraded pre-constructed decks against each other. Tell us from your experience, how is this deck playing play out? I think it plays, you know, with these uh, changes, it plays very well. You know, it, it is still a very low CMC, uh, deck so you are able to play and string together a lot of cards in the late game you know two three four cards per turn which you know is really what you want to be doing and the fact that your commander can cast things off the top of of the deck and you can do that without revealing it to other people just gives you a lot of options and a lot of strategy upper hands uh that you know, are very unique to this and uh, are very fun to play. Honestly, I'm I am definitely going to be building this deck uh, for myself, and you know, just the the overall abilities and uh, CMC and everything of this commander just really really sings sings and works. I well. like the hard like there's some hard hitting equipment in here and some yes. powerful auras. Yes. I like the idea of just like taking everything from your graveyard back onto something. It has haste out of nowhere and it's just smashing into someone. I think that that sounds super duper fun. Uh, well, thank you so much for walking us through this pre-constructed deck. It sounds amazing. Uh, I can't wait to see your your super personal upgraded version. Just kidding. I don't want to be infected to death. It'll be fun. <laughs> All right. Uh, to the listeners, what do you think about this pre-constructed deck? What do you think about Aura of Courage? Any cards that we missed? Any cards that you want to add or take away? You want to yell at Craig for how good of a job he did or whatever? Tell I, us in the comments I down below. I definitely want to hear what you guys would have put in, how you guys would have switched it up. I am always down for that. So let us know down there in the comments while you're down there make sure to like and subscribe and do all those youtube things yep yeah uh, i also want to thank card kingdom look we mentioned all of these great cards you're going to want to pick up some infect cards a corrupted conscience for 50 cents you're going to want to go out and buy one of those right now no head brainer. on over to cardkingdom.com slash command zone for uh to use our affiliate link and uh make sure that you let them know that we sent you over there because you know what they support us and we think that they're a great company so card kingdom uh, dot com slash command and then once you get all those cards you know you're going to want to protect your triumph of the hordes as long as you get it which i promise you it will win you win you games you're going to want to protect those in ultra pro sleeves ultra pro deck boxes ultra pro play mats everything that they make is just top top quality uh they really don't skimp on anything and they always stay up to date with the sets all the artwork and stuff like that awesome stuff yep uh, okay, there is no end step because this is a pre-con upgrade guide. Uh, and on our cleanup step, we want to make sure that we give a big thanks to our amazing team here at the Command Zone, Lady Danger, Manson Log. Hey, look. Me. It's you. Craig hey. Marchette. Thank you. <laughs> Ashlyn Rhodes, uh, Rose, Alfred Estaca, Josh Murphy, Jake Boss, Patrick Dan, Jordan Pritchin, uh, Arthur Metacraft, Sam Waldo, Grav Galati, and a special thanks to Jeffrey Palmer, who does the living card animations sometimes behind us and the beginning and end of this episode at Living Cards MTG. Craig. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, I had a blast. This I is had a always blast fun. Too. These, this deck is so cool, and I'm really glad that you got to, to share with everyone your expertise in it. So thank you. Me too. We'll make everybody perfect. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thanks so much for joining us. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Peace. For further inquiries, send an email to commandcast 
at rocketjump.com or ask us on Twitter at JF Wong and at Josh Lee Kwai. See you later, alligator. Greetings, humans. (laughs) (laughs) Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly. Which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.